Mother's Day is right around the corner, so I invited a special guest onto this week's episode. Gerds Hundle is going to be talking about how to heal women's generational trauma. Have you ever wondered if you have some pattern holding you back from generations in your lineage? Well, she believes that that is very true. And she's going to be giving some examples about why women tend to be people pleasers and how we can love ourselves more, how we can actually heal and why women tend not to have so many boundaries until they really learn them. This is such a juicy episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guide. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. You are in for a treat today. I just felt so lit up when I started reading about this topic and invited this guest onto the podcast. Oh my goodness, we're talking about healing generational trauma for women. And our guest today is Gerds Hundle. She is a trauma coach and inner work expert. And Gerds has really been helping high-achieving, sensitive women who want to transform trauma and trust themselves. Oh, so take a moment, sit back, and let's go ahead and dive in. So welcome, Gerds, to the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I just can't wait to see what happens today. (laughs) Me too. Thank you so much for doing this work. I think this is so huge right now. And so many people are hearing the call to go deeper and to really see what's going, you know, in what's going on and in. That's what I want to say in our energy. So I've got to ask you, how did you get started in this? And, you know, what are you seeing right now in the world as to your work? Gosh, so we have to go back over 10 years ago. Believe it or not, I was a journalist. I was living the high-fi life of being a journalist, living that kind of alpha female energy and just very, you know, on paper, I looked amazing, but behind the scenes, my whole life was a mess. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, all of it was a mess. And it got to a point, It's I've had a lot of health problems growing up, but it got to when I was 25, over 10 years ago, I'm in my mid-30s now, for me to have a cancer scare to wake up. And I remember... Going, so I got made redundant like a few months beforehand. And I was like, yes, because I wasn't happy in my job. I, I planned on leaving anyway. But then I had the cancer scare close to my 25th birthday. And I remember just sobbing like, you know, you have that kind of victim. Why me? Why is this happening to me? What have I done, God? Why do I deserve this? And then when they misdiagnosed me, I ran out of the hospital and I cried. And I heard mm. it's time to heal. And I was like, who's that? And first, in Vasa's in the hospital, I was like, why me? And the voice said, you've created this. And I was like, who's that? And I was looking around the hallway. There was nobody there. And when I left, I heard it's time to heal. And I was like, I don't know who you are, but okay, let's heal. <laughs> and I went home. I wrote 30 pages of my life. I still don't know. have a clue to this day, Whitney, how I did it. 
and I saw the patterns of my life and where everything had happened. I'd actually originally written it to a guy that was treating me badly, but then I realized it was never about him. It was about me. So I never gave it to him. (laughs) Thank God I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just sobbed and I looked in the mirror and I cried and I remember saying, I love myself. And I just sobbed like I was on the floor, like a wreck. And then that journey just led me onto this journey of doing the work that I did. I had a radio show with a friend of mine and we would do like Reiki, sound healing, loads of different things on the podcast. And I went really into spirituality. Then I had a podcast myself. I started speaking on stages. Again, I didn't, I just was sharing my story. There wasn't like buy my product, buy this. It was just, I wanted other people to heal because I knew the power of healing. Mm. And I worked with young people as well. And I saw like how being an inner child and being free and like my inner child came out and I learned to like love and accept myself. So yeah, it's really a 10 year journey. And the reason I do the work that I do is because I don't want women to go through it alone. Like I did most of my work alone. It's only in the last year or two that I've actually taken support. Like I never Mm. got therapy. I never got counseling back then because I was that kind of, I guess I was in my ego, like, no, I can handle it because I'd grown up being very independent But now I know the power of when we work together, we can heal shifts. Mm -hmm. And even with my clients now, oh my God, like, so I have like um, a five hour session, which is a VIP day. And we pull out generational, I'm talking ancestral, cultural, familial, financial, you name it. And they're just, they just change overnight. They're a new person. And even when we do like, I have an uh, four week, well, sorry, not four week, four month program. And even in that, they transition, like the trauma goes and they learn to have boundaries and acceptance and just really come in their power. And I think a lot of women want to trust themselves and they want boundaries, but you can't do that until you've cleared the past. When you Mm. clear the past, then you can have self-love, then you can accept yourself, then you can have boundaries, then you can speak your truth, then you can go live what you you were here to do. Gosh, I could talk for ages. (laughs) I I love it. You know, I call... It's the source point when it comes to past lives. And I feel like this can bleed over into how you're describing this as well. When we clear something in the past, it's almost like it is a domino effect and it just kind of creates this open lane of healing and we can receive more. And Mm. it's interesting is something you said too, is you just started a couple years ago to receive support. And so why do you feel that women tend not to receive or they feel like they can do it all alone? And and why do you feel like women try to people please as well? Because we've had to. You know, if you yeah. look back to generations, our mothers, our female ancestors, our grandmas, our great grandmas, they've been providers. They've always done so much more. Like they've yeah. always made sure everybody else is okay instead of themselves. You know, I only have to look at my mom. She was, oh, this powerhouse woman, very independent. I'm, I'm Indian, by the way. And so she lived out before marriage, like, wow, like she saved up for a house. Like, but her trauma as well, when I look back from my grandma and so forth, they didn't know how to love themselves. But how could they love themselves if it wasn't mirrored for them? So like my grandma couldn't show it because she didn't have it. And my great grandma wouldn't have known it again. Mm-hmm. And it goes back generationals. So the reason why we people please is because somewhere in history, like I think people don't realize women were so powerful back in the dark ages. Like we had like priesthoods, we'd come together, we'd support each other. But the, something happened when men got a bit insecure, we can say, and decided to break those things. And we got cold witches, we were getting burned at the stake, you name it. 
And then that's women where they lost their power because it was about religion and how a woman should act and her virginity and all sorts, her image. And when you kind of look into the history of that, you realize when women started to give their power away. Because even now, you look at goddesses, they have high power. And Absolutely. We're, and we're like learning it, aren't we? When we see them, we're like, wow, that's amazing. Like, where did these women exist? But they've always existed. It's just history took our power away. And again, like you look at when we've gone into the work industry, like, you know, so I was born in the 80s and I, and I understand the mindset of like the work world. Women were told to have shoulder pads, be masculine, yeah. right? I think like a man, but behave like a woman, like this, all this contradiction. Whereas men are told the opposite, like they, they have patterns as well and they have trauma in the sense like they're told to like toughen up, but they're yeah. also told to be themselves. Whereas women from a young age, we're told, you know, be free when you're a little child, but then no, follow that rule. Follow what your parents say, follow what community says, follow what society says. Oh, your body's not yours. So no wonder women are people pleasing. They're seeking validation outside of themselves rather than from within. And we've all done it. I've done it equally. I've done it in relationships. I've done it in friendships. I've done it in the work environment. But now I realize how powerful it is to, to take back your power. Oh, yeah. Because the oh, moment yeah. you do that, you oh, you are in your element. You're in your truth. You vibrate this aura energy. You just become this light. And people are drawn to that. Oh, Yeah. This really hits home. I can even get a little teary thinking about it. And I mean, it just really speaks to my soul. It's, I know everyone listening right now, I know they're feeling it too. It's like this fire that comes up, kind of <laughs> anger in a way. And I remember in this lifetime, you know, going back, I remember somebody told me at one point to be more submissive. And wow. I remember in that moment, I was like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> no. And it was like a, this voice in my soul that's, no, I'm not here for that. Mm. And it's hard, I feel like, to take back your power sometimes. Would you agree? Yeah. But again, we have not had the history, the knowledge. You know, yeah. it's only if we read a book about female empowerment that we're like, yeah. Or we'll see somebody who's like in her divine feminine, but then that will like, it'll kind of like scare you a bit. Like how dare she stand so tall? How dare she love her body? Like so many women are afraid of their sexuality, their liberation. I was the same. I was like, mm, what's she doing? Like, you know, now I'm like, go for it. Because we've been told loving ourselves is not healthy, but actually it is. Like, if that makes sense, like we've been told by men or society that we, how dare we love ourselves? You know, we are here to sacrifice for the family, sacrifice for our work life. Oh yeah. It's sad. I, it is. I'm just agreeing with you thinking, oh yeah. Like my parents, even like my mom and, and that generation uh, very much, you know, you have to give everything that you have and then nothing will be left over for you or very little. And then that makes you a good person. So there's a huge shift, a paradigm shift. And I love that you're helping people do this. So tell us a little bit about how do people do the inner work? Okay, so kind of how I work is basically... <laughs> fleshy. Let's dive <laughs> right into it, right? Let's go. <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, like this is all... The work that I do is all based on my own journey that I've done for 10 years. So I've done it, like I would say I did it within seven, but obviously I keep adding to it. 
But with my clients, it's within four months. So I take them on a journey that I wish I had. Like, I wish I had this product. Like, honestly, it would have saved me so much confusion, so much drama. But we go really first. We go into trauma healing. So we look at the ancestral. We look at the cultural, society, familial. You know, it could even be relationship trauma. You name whatever trauma you've got. And we pull that out. And we look at the family side as well. So we're looking at, okay, where's this pattern come from? Mm. So if you, for example, have an issue with money growing up, you know, money's good, money's bad. What was it like for you growing up? What was your money's parents' story like? What was both of them individually like? What was their family like growing up? What were they like when you, like, you were kids? Did they give you money or were they, like, resentful towards money? And then we pull that block out. And we just mm. keep pulling. And five hours, like, I know it sounds intense, but we do have, like, breaks. <laughs> but oh, it's just amazing. And then once I do that work with them, then we can create the self-love. Because mm. when there's no trauma, you can think clearly. And that's what happened to me, like, I remember in the beginning, like going, I want to love myself, but I don't know how to love myself. And when I started peeling off these layers and these layers happened years. So we're talking maybe emotionally first, then spiritually a few years later, family stuff, like seven years ago, like it wasn't overnight. <laughs> and then after that, we, I teach them how to love themselves. And again, we look at family patterns because it's all familial patterns and ancestral patterns. Again, as women, where has that come from? Where have you been limited? Then we go into like boundaries. So then you can now hold boundaries. And a lot of women are so scared because of the people pleasing pattern. So we have to pull all that up, out. We pull out the sacrificing patterns, the trauma that they've dealt with just being themselves and not being allowed to speak their truth. Then we go into their inner child and she mm. gets to play and they get to discover who she is again, because we all have this beautiful inner child. We just haven't met her. We knew her but we've forgotten about her. So that's where she gets upset. That's where she gets hurt. That fire is from her. Like, how dare someone treat me this way? That's her talking. So we, we, we're about making her feel safe. So again, I show them how to do that. Then it's about the flow because, you know, we're here to be wild and free as women. We just haven't been taught it. So if that is just going to do like shamanic dancing or like twerking, like whatever you want, you go do that. That's, you know, that whatever lights up your body because Again, as women, we don't realize like a lot of our trauma is stored in our hips. So when we release and dance, we are clearing lifetimes of trauma, not just our own, our ancestral, female ancestral mm. trauma that has been stagnant in their body. Like there's always a link to family, especially fa mother side, also father side, but more kind of maternal because that's who we connect to. And then it's about how can they nourish themselves. So we look at how they can nourish themselves and really understand them. There is so much more that goes on, but that's just oh. a short amount of what I do with them in four months. I love that. I think a lot of people are going to have some ahas with that. And just thinking about, I feel like there's so many women who are having issues with their body in a sense of not loving their body, not loving themselves or feeling like they can't kind of let go fully and one of the things I know that you help women with is trusting themselves, their selves. And this comes up quite a bit in what I do. So I teach people how to connect to their intuition and their spirit guides and trust their messages. And what's been so interesting is at the end of the program, I mean, the program's purpose is to trust your messages and love how intuition flows for you. But so many people say, I have learned to fully love myself. And that in its sense is beautiful. So do you have any tips to help someone that's listening right now as to how to trust 
their self. I know that it's not just like, I'm going to snap my fingers and it's done, but anything that comes up for you, maybe a message you want to share on that. There's one simple tool which helps. And, you know, even I like will say it whenever I, because you know how much work done, sometimes we can have doubts. That's natural. Like you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows, but it's learning how to manage it. Whenever I feel out of alignment, even with my clients, I always say, ask yourself, what do you need right now? And just listen to that wisdom. Even if you can't hear it, you'll get a sign from somewhere or like a text message will come or like a book might fall off the shelf. But just ask yourself, what do I need right now? And it will tell you. And it's that inner child going, love me or take me on a play date or go shopping or go and rest. That's you listening to your intuition and that's you trusting in yourself. Mm, I like that so much. All right. So when we come back after this quick break, we're going to talk about trusting yourself a little bit more and why inner peace is possibly the new rich. (laughs) So I want to talk about that. Hang in with us. We'll be right back. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. Thanks for hanging in there. We are here with Gerds Hundel, and she is helping you understand how to heal generational trauma for women. Now, doesn't necessarily happen overnight. So she's talking about her process and giving you her best tips. And it's such a great, juicy episode. But one of the things that I heard you tell me in the beginning was that you heard a voice say, heal yourself. It's time to heal. So now that you've had some time to reflect on that, where do you think that voice generated from? Or do you feel like it was your inner child, your spirit guide, Mm. or perhaps something else? What do you feel about that? It was the universe talking to me. It was a higher power. I now have that connection. Like even our conversation today is not me. It's through me. Like I don't even remember half the things that we've said. (laughs) Because (laughs) that's the Yeah. Divine is working through us, right? So like this conversation is so powerful because we've just surrendered to what it's meant to be. We're not like, right, I must say this today. It's like, what are we here to share? How can we empower people? And so it's happened to me on stages where like I'd like years ago would like plan everything, bullet point everything. And then I get on stage and I'd be like, what the hell did I just say? And people are like, that's what I needed. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but <laughs> yeah, it's divine. It's divine's energy. Oh, absolutely. It sounds like you would, in my system I teach, it sounds like you'd be a channeler where stuff just comes out of your mouth. And then it's like, I don't know what I just said. And that's one of my stronger intuitive languages. So it's been so interesting because I bet when you work with clients, sometimes 
they might say, can you repeat that? And you're like, I don't know what I just yeah. said. I have no idea. <laughs> I hope it's recorded and you can listen <laughs> to it or whatever. So I get that 100%. And speaking of that, mm -hmm. I know that we need to pull some cards and I'd love to see what comes through for you on interpreting mm -hmm. some of these messages too. Okay. So this is one of the cards for today. It's the higher self. Ooh. And this is about your life purposes calling. So is there anything that you feel called mm. to share with our listeners regarding that? I think it's just that we all have a life purpose, but it's about going from within and trusting ourselves and trusting the messages that come because we're too busy listening to the outer world. It's time to listen from within, whether that's journaling, you could ask yourself, like I said the question earlier, what do I need right now? Or what is my life purpose? Because I had no clue. I didn't know I was going to end up in this world. Like, I didn't know I was going to be a trauma coach. Like, I thought I'd be a journalist for the rest of my life. But I remember asking that question when I look back, actually, in 2013, like, what do I want to do with my life? And suddenly, I think it was like, it was in the newspaper about being a life coach. I found some, like, paperwork about life coach. And I was like, ah, this resonates with me. So it's about trusting the messages that are coming towards you and paying attention to those signs and not ignoring it. It's never coincidence. It's the divine giving you guidance and just trust that. Mm, I love it. And I'm sure with what you do, people help really get more clarity with their purpose as well. It's like, oh, we're, we're removing the trauma so that I can get more clear in purpose. I get yeah. a lot of questions about purpose. You know, what is my purpose? I, I'm trying mm. to find it. And really, it's within your energy. And like you said, the divine. So clearing the trauma can, I think, be so helpful for you to get clarity. And this is the other card that came up, which is perfect for what you do. It's time to set boundaries. And I feel like as women, we can struggle with that sometimes. And I, do you see that quite a bit with what you do? Yeah. That is the main thing a lot of my clients come to because they're like, I'm so mad at this. How do I hold a boundary? And I'm like, right, we have to go backwards first to go forwards. And they're like, what? Mm. And I'm like, yep, let's find out where the boundaries disrespected growing up. What was mom and dad's boundaries like? What was grandparents' boundaries like? What was your siblings' boundaries like? When we start to pay attention, again, you can journal this. You can write down what were my patterns growing up with boundaries, what my parents' patterns like with boundaries. And then you heal that because- a lot of this is our upbringing, our society, culture as women. We have never been taught boundaries as women. Men have. Men are great at boundaries. You know, they'll say no straight away. Women were like, okay, if you say so. Like, you know, it, it's, we've forgotten that power. So it's, it's really about putting your foot down. And it's not you being mean. I think a lot of people think if they, they're mean, if they speak their truth and hold a boundary, like, I was scared the first time I put a boundary down with somebody. My voice was shaking. I was like, oh, have I done the right thing? But it gets easier. The more yeah. you do it, the easier it gets. There was something that you were talking about, the life, uh, the uh, the card before about life path. Um, you can actually look into numerology. So I looked at my life path number and discovered my number was empowerment. And I was like, that makes sense. So there are ways it if you want a bit of guidance, just look into your numerology. Yeah. And I think astrology is so helpful too. I love that tool. When I finally understood my chart, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense about what I do. So I love that the universe is always giving us these tools and these tangible tools. And I think that can be really helpful, especially when we're not trusting our intuition. And of course, you know, trusting that intuition and strengthening it. 
I think gives so much power for women. And it's something that we've been kind of disconnected from because of the witch trials and because, you know, this is not good. You can't do this. You have to follow these patterns and these rules. And so it makes sense uh, why we wouldn't trust things and why we don't feel like it's easy. And I just remembered something as well. Look at your name, the meaning behind your name. So I discovered this years ago whilst I've been doing this work. But so my my nickname is Gerds, which is what we're saying today. <laughs> but my full name is Gurdeep. And that actually means God's light, helping people out the darkness into the light, lamp of the teacher, lamp of the guru. My middle name is Kaur, which is princess, because I'm Indian, I'm Sikh. So all kind of Sikh people have the same middle name, female names. Sorry, Sikh women have the same middle name. And then my surname is Hundle, and it's being a warrior. So I was here to help women to be warriors and heal the past. Wow, that's so powerful. Yes. So it's in our names. We just have to look at that and it can give us some guidance. Oh, wow. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I, I know everyone's going to be like Googling things right now, <laughs> which is really What's my good. name? What's my name? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so you're talking about the inner peace is the new rich. Can you share a little bit more about that? Gosh, so everybody's like running after cash. This has been a long time. You can have cash, but you might not have inner peace. And our society is built on Work up, being a workaholic, focusing on the money and never focusing on ourselves. Like you only have to look at our education system, you know. And it's something my dad would say because my dad didn't study here; he studied, he studied in India. And he's like, "Why do people not know how to balance themselves?" And I used to think, "What? Like he's right." Like, but looking back in school, we were never taught to love ourselves. We were never taught how to like do the inner work. We were taught get good grades, get a good education, go get a good job, get a house, get a car, have a family. Like it was always externally. We were never told, right, okay, you're feeling low. Maybe you just need to meditate. Or maybe you just need to put your feet bare, like bare feet on the ground. Or maybe you just need to rest. We were never taught any of that. Instead, they go, you say, oh, I'm depressed or I'm anxious. And they're like, right, you need to go see a doctor. Oh, here's some medication. We've never been taught a society to actually feel, deal, and heal our emotions. And that is something what I believe is why it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. You could be a billionaire, you know, you name it. You could have everything. But if you don't have inner peace, you'll never be happy. And the thing is, you can have the money and you can have the peace. You don't have to choose either. But society has made us think that once you get the next thing, you'll feel better about yourself. You know, I did the same. When I was a journalist, I'd buy the most expensive handbags and I'd feel good for three days and I'd be like, oh, what's next? And then I'd feel depressed, you know? So like in the end, oh God, I could tell you this as well, which I look back, it was a bit crazy, but (laughs) I got rid of all my designer stuff back then. I gave it all the way to charity. I was like, I don't want it because it doesn't make me happy. But now if I buy something, I buy it where I feel good and it feels right. But back then it meant nothing. And so I feel like if you focus on doing your inner work and doing the money side, you will be balanced. Yes, you're going to have ups and downs, but at least you'll be able to handle it. You don't need to take medications to regulate your emotions. Like, yes, I know some people need it because there's certain things, but you can find ways to heal. There are, there's ways to balance your energy but you have to create a pattern. Like a lot of us didn't grow up having like a routine in the morning. It was like eat toast or have cereal and run to school, run to work. Like I used to run with toast in my mouth and my high heels in my hand running to work. I was always late. And then I'd be like, why is my day like messy? What's wrong with me? (laughs) 
I created it. I didn't have a routine, like a balanced routine. You know, I don't look at my phone when I get up in the morning straight away. Like I'll turn my alarm off, but my phone's on airplane mode until I haven't done my routine. I'm not messaging anyone. Mm. And if I've done it, I see how I feel after. And I'm like, oh, and the evening as well, like jot your feelings down, jot your emotions down because we store so much crap in our heads on a daily basis. Like (laughs) there's too much information, like journal a bullet point or journal like Dear diary, just get it out of your system. You'll feel a lot better. I can share so much more. <laughs> well, it's, it's so relevant. I have this running dialogue in my head. And we really, like they used to call me the walking calendar because I would remember so many <laughs> things. And then it got to a point where I couldn't hold it all. I was like, I cannot do this. So it's just going to leave, you know. <laughs> but when you when you write down your feelings and your emotions or you express it in some way, it is so important and so liberating. And it gives you more balance and freedom. And you're mm. so right. We don't have that teaching necessarily, you know, of, of balance. And what I really love about what you said, too, with your routine that's holding boundaries. I get really excited about that. Like, this is what I need for myself. And then I will feel balanced and then I can help others or I can do other things. I always say too, you know, I don't want somebody to help me if their energy is like dirty bathwater because they haven't like cleansed themselves first. I want them to be clean so they can, you know, help with clean energy kind of feeling. So I love everything that you said. And I ask all my guests this question and I am really interested of your answer because of your story. So you're on a spiritual. Oh, something. Oh, please do. Yes. It just came to me and I just felt like it needed to be shared. The reason why I say these things is not because, oh, I've read a book. This is all life experience. Like I was such a people pleaser that I would listen to people's problems at 3 a.m. in the morning. I'd go running to save people. I was one time I collapsed in the office. I had a mask on my face and a friend called me up to see how I was, but actually she was more bothered about her boy- boyfriend issues. And I was sat there going, I can only breathe right now. I could be dead right now. Like we have to have a line where enough is enough. And as people pleasers, like I'm, I call my ne- myself an ex people pleaser now. We have to put a boundary down because our well being gets affected. I also had a health condition. It's only in the last two years that I've got better. I have been bedbound for years. Like, I get it. And even then, people were giving me their problems. Like, you have to have a boundary because people, unfortunately in this world, are selfish. So we need to take care of ourselves so then we can help when we have. Our cup is full. Mm. Such great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, my goodness. So many good things. So tell me a little bit about how being spiritual and ambitious shows up in your life because the ambition I'm interested to kind of get what the definition is for me because I know it might've been one thing in one part of your life and it might be something else now. Um, it's God's work. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I feel like mic drop. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's God's work. God wants us to be rich. God never said we needed to be poor. Oh my gosh. I'm going to pull that quote out. (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. So can you tell everybody how to find you and how to work with you? 
Sure, you can find me at I am Gerds. That's I A M G U D S. That's on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Gerds Handle. My surname is H U N D A L. You can find me at my website, GerdsHandle.com. You can find my podcast, which is the Inner Light Project, where we talk about all spiritual things, and you will be on there as well very soon. I can't wait. And also, you can just type my name into Google, honestly, it will come up with everything. And you can see my programs on my website and the work that I do and how I help people. I will link all of Gerd's information in our show notes. Thank you so much, Gerd's, for being a guest on this podcast. This has been really healing just listening to everything that you've said. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. (laughs) It's a blessing. Oh my goodness. That was so good. Thank you for listening to this episode. And I will be back next week with a brand new one. But until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at Messenger of Spirit. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.